Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice, our mild-mannered podcasters were bombarded by gamma rays, bitten by radioactive bugs, mutated by toxic waste, irradiated with cosmic rays, born into a world that doesn't understand them. True believers and welcome to the Kunk Book Podcast, brought to you by the staff of Talking Comics. I am here with Steve Say. I am the terror that flaps in the night. Mr. Bradley Jones. I am the Dark Knight. And Mr. Brian Verderosa. Ale. That's Zatanna speak for hello. Well, hello to you, Zatanna. She's am, hotter than me. It's true. I am Bobby Shortle, um, and I'm here to kind of uh, guide this little show. <laughs> We're off to a great start. We're off to a great start so far. Brad's um, going to take over. Brad's yeah. taking over. <laughs> I didn't uh, say anything. I just coughed. I'm sorry. And it was like a sonic boom. Um, I, I'd, I, anyway. <laughs> so here we go. Um, if you guys are tuning in for the first time, what we're basically going to do today is uh, we're going to go over the books we read this week. Uh, then we're going to talk a little Walking Dead which uh, Bradley reviewed for the site at TalkingConcBooks.com. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, biggest thing that came out this week, really, which is Batman Arkham City. Um, three of us have at least played it, so we're going to be able to get our, our first impressions of it. Um, and you can expect a review uh, sometime in the future on the site. Uh, but that being said, uh, let's kick into high gear here. Steve, why don't you start out with one of your books? Let's talk about some comics. All right, yeah, let's talk kick some it, comics. Kick it into high gear. Let's talk comics. Guys. Yeah, let's talk some comics now. We're going to start a little bit with Catwoman here. Um, <laughs> Catwoman number two. Loved Catwoman number one. Catwoman number two delivers uh, same quality of the first comic. Um, it starts off, I don't know if Brad's read it. He was a little uh, surly about my last review, about the last few pages, <laughs> when uh, things were getting pretty hot and heavy for bat the- Bat porn. Yeah, it was bat <laughs> porn for old Catwoman and Batman, and uh, this book opens up pretty much where the last one left off. Uh, you get lots of gritting teeth and shouting of, you know, orgasmic curse words and whatnot. I love orgasmic curse words. Anyway, um- the second issue, I'm not going to really go into plot details tonight. I'm just going to no. talk about the books in general. Yeah. Uh, really awesome book. It uh, definitely expands on the plot. It's more of Catwoman being Catwoman. She's got a pretty cool, um, I guess, heist going on, trying to get uh, mob bosses to go against one another, Russian mobs, so on and so forth. Anyway, um, beautifully drawn. Story keeps on getting better. Uh, huge consequences in this book to her actions, which is really cool because so far we've seen her being, you know, very sexy, very in control, very conniving. And in this book, uh, a lot of that comes to a screeching halt. Uh, some pretty, pretty nasty stuff at the end of the book. And I'm uh, 
Really curious to see how she's going to extract her revenge in the coming issues. So uh, if you liked the first book, definitely, definitely pick up issue number two because it is just as good and a fantastic read. Really cool. Very nice. Um, Bradley, why don't you throw us a book that you read this week? All right. I'm, I'm going to lump Bradley. a couple Bradley? together. If it, hello? Bradley, you okay, so Ryan, Green why don't you Corps? throw us a book oh, you wait, read this we week? Are. Green Lantern Corps uh, is... There we a- are. I muted myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> you lose. Green Lantern Corps. You lose. Green Lantern Corps. Go talk for seven minutes about the most inane thing possible. Brian, go. <sighs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Peter Tomasi. Uh, well, there's this author, and his name is Peter Tomasi. He was born and raised. No, last week, um, I was very happy with Batman Robin number two, a book that I didn't like very much uh, off of its number one. Same author. Kind of the same thing happened this week when I picked up Green Lantern Corps number two because I thought number one kind of meandered a bit, didn't really care about Jon Stewart or Guy Gardner, and definitely didn't care about all the other lanterns in it. And he kind of puts together this incredible like 22-page action sequence. It's uh, it's the most green I've ever seen <laughs> in a comic book at one time. If you're just flipping through it, it's 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 all green. Is that the uh, slogan for Green Lantern? Yeah, there's always got to be a tagline, Brian. <laughs> Green Lantern Corps number two, all green. The all most the green you've ever seen. Come back next month. New decade, new rules. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's basically all the lanterns using their rings. The um, the, the the most of their ability. The title of the issue is Willfuls, and it it plays a lot with willpower and what you can do, and 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 basically using um your brain and your desires for the be- the best possible thing it's really cool and it has a great cliffhanger great last splash page so i'm 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 way into it he sold me very cool uh bradley what about you throw us a book i'm gonna throw a book a book to you can i'm gonna lump a couple together if that's all right just to get them out of the way sure yeah no problem um i'm, I'm gonna take on legion of superheroes number two and red hood and the outlaws number two Ooh. and just put them in the same uh craptastic vault um to me, I, I, it's these two books highlight everything about a team dynamic that you don't want to see in a in a book. Like it's meandering. There's like in the case of Legion of Superheroes, it's still just constant introduction of characters that you just don't care about. With Red Hood and the Outlaws, they're just like either I don't know if they're poorly written or if they're fleshed out so much that I I just don't like them. I I don't know what it is, but both books. Are, are not very good, and um, I'm giving them one more shot. I'm particularly upset about Legion of Superheroes, especially since I randomly really enjoyed Legion Lost, which is like the, I guess, mother book of the two. I don't know. Okay. Uh, Legion Lost is the uh, original Legion of Superheroes, and they're lost, and Legion of Superheroes are the new Legion of Superheroes, but they, they suck. Okay. Continuing on. <laughs> Continuing on. Oh, so both of them, no good. Both of them, poop. Both of them, poop. Okay. So Redhead, Redhead, Red Hood and the Outlaws, poop. Yeah. Legion poop. of Superheroes, poop. Poop. Don't don't read. Okay. Um, I'll start out a little bit here. Um, I'll start with the biggest book I read this uh, week, Solo, which was Batman number two. Um, so written by Scott Snyder, who's also reading a Swamp Thing. Uh. So we had a lot of Batman happen in the, uh, last week. We had Batman Year One, which Steve talked about last week and loved, and I watched it also, and I thought it was great. 
Um, we have Batman Arkham City, which we'll talk about later, but I'm pretty sure we're all going to say it's pretty awesome. Um, but then we have Batman number two, which of those three things is my favorite Batman thing that came out last week. Uh, That's crazy. It, it is crazy. Um, a great, not only a great Batman story, a great Bruce Wayne story. Um, the uh, the opening sequence with Batman kind of chasing down these criminals he does one of like the coolest things I've ever seen him do. And the um, and Scott Snyder does this is really good at playing with uh, story structure and uh, framing devices. And this is no different. This framing device is all about the original Wayne Tower and the way he kind of weaves it through the entire story is really great. Of all the books I've been reading um, about the bigger established characters, um, I think it's by far the best. And I also think that he does the best job of making me feel, this in action comics, making me feel fulfilled at the end of every issue as if I've not only uh, experienced a full story, but also has he has me itching to read the next part of the story. So um, absolutely great. It's a definite buy. If you're not reading it and you like Batman, I don't know what you're doing because it's just... There's, there's uh, literally, I'm, I'm reading it, and I don't see at this point any holes to even poke in it. Um, so, uh, did anybody else read it? I read it. Steve, what do you think? I agree with every word. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna smile and nod. Yeah, it's Make, great. Makes, makes for great radio. Yeah. <laughs> it, no, it, it really, it really was solid. Um, I like everything that they're setting up. Mm. Um, artwork is beautiful. Bruce Wayne is in that book in particular is, uh, is really something. Uh, they did a lot with that portion of the character. I'm so used to seeing Batman that now that I'm reading all of this stuff, this actually goes into something that I wanted to say about Catwoman. Um, I'll just jump into it really quick. You get a... Uh, talking about different Bruce Waynes. Um, I've never really read enough Batman that I get enough Bruce Wayne. I always seem to get Batman, broody, dark, vigilant, you know, Batman. But... um. In Catwoman 2, we got a very uh, sauced version of Bruce Wayne, and I wanted to, to pose a question kind of to everyone. When he's Bruce Wayne, and he's at these things, and he's at these galas, or he's partying and whatnot, and he's drinking, does he, does he fall out of your chair? <laughs> Brad, Brad is in the middle of a wrestling match. Yeah. Obviously. Oh but I'm every sorry. time you touch the mic, it, it sound, it's so loud. I just want to let you know. All right, okay. All just, right. Let, just letting you know. I'm trying to make Some, it quiet when I cough. I know, I know. My question is, you're a liar. <laughs> does when Batman's when when Bruce Wayne is drinking and he's partying and stuff and they seemingly everybody he appears to be hammered. Right. Right. Is he hammered or is this like part of his training that he's able to consume alcohol without having it affect him that if he needs to become Batman within the moment that he can go? Um well, what I think is and I mean this I'll just take this first and then we'll pass it around but um, us, especially after watching uh, Year One uh, this this uh, this past week, they had the scene where um, him and uh, Gordon and his wife go to see uh, Bruce at this mansion, um, and he has like that woman with him, and yeah, he's acting yeah. like he's drunk in the middle of the day, and and ends up you know he's drinking apple juice, and he hired the woman you know to come or whatever. Um, I think it's all a show. That's what I always I've gotten. That's what I assumed. Like he's not really drinking scotch; he's drinking apple juice or what whatever. You know, I, it, he just has to show that he's this playboy who doesn't care about his life. Uh, I mean, that's what I, I always got from it. Uh, Brian, what do you think? Well, I, you know, I always harken back to um, <coughs> the Batman Begins thing. You know, where uh, Ra's al Ghul's like, 
I'm gonna kill everyone here. And he's like, okay, give me a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he, and he, and he, just, he just grabs a random drink mm-hmm. and like on a dime goes into drunk Bruce mode. Right. Yeah. So, so I mean, his his training as the world's greatest detective, as this amazing martial artist, I think I think as an actor, he's trained as well to to put on the show. Yeah, I mean, that's I'd what like I was, to. Yeah. I'd like to think that Bruce can kick back and relax every now and then, but that's not the sort of guy he is. No, not really. I feel bad for him. <laughs> Steve fighting for the plight of Bruce Wayne. I, I do. The guy deserves a drink. <laughs> uh, 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 Bradley, what do you think? Yeah. So what did He you... doesn't drink, no. Well, well, sorry, Brad. Say that, say that again. I said he doesn't drink. He doesn't drink at all? I don't think so. I'm... Looking at a page in Catwoman where his his nose is red, and he's clearly drinking uh, bourbon on the rocks. Are you sure it's bourbon on the rocks? I'm pretty you sure it's not I, apple juice on the I, rocks. I drink a lot of bourbon. <laughs> that looks like <laughs> bourbon to me, and it so, gives me an animated glow. It does. <laughs> I got a big red nose. Where you go? And then I go out and play his, and I go look at him. Now. He's tipsy. Let me see. Check it Steve out. is passing me a comic book. This is very good radio. Check it out. I'm looking at Batman pictures. Batman in the club getting tipsy. He's totally like, you know. Yeah, I guess, but. Grooving on the uh, <laughs> spirits. He does look like he's grooving a little bit on this. You call, <laughs> you call up the colorist. Alex, do you have, do you have bourbon I, brown? Do you have I that just, one? I just, I mean, maybe it's just for the, for the sake of playing the Bruce role, but I also right. want to point out that there's a scuffle that happens during the end of the scene. And he doesn't play it like someone who is on top of his game. He, I mean, I don't know if it's for show, but he doesn't react the way that he normally would react. Gotcha. He kind of like stumbles around, and it just this is the one instance where I was reading something where hmm. it begged the question. I was like, hmm. I mean, I always figured that it was an act, but it, this made me this made yeah. me kind of question it a little bit. Interesting. I would want to say one thing on that topic about uh, Batman number two. There's a really great moment where Bruce is kind of encountering a uh, a, a evildoer, and he's trying to defend himself. And you hear his you have his inner monologue saying like, "Okay, um, you know, try to make it look like you got him by accident. You know, you never know who's looking." That was cool. I've never seen that before in a book, so I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, moving on, uh, Brian, another book for you that you read? Yeah, yeah. I'll go with, uh, Birds of Prey. <clears throat> Ooh. <laughs> we'll go with Birds of Prey, number two. Um, I liked the first book. I think this one is good. It's not excellent. <coughs> Basically, a, a lot of these number twos I'm seeing are kind of action-oriented. Mm-hmm. You know, because obviously we had some setup with, with, with the inaugural books and now it's like let's get down to business and there's some really cool action stuff uh katana is in the issue and she kicks a lot of ass um but it's not quite the team dynamic that i really want yet and uh there is a bigger mystery that it that has gotten um re- not revealed but the, there's more clues pointing towards it and there's a, and there's a great uh villain at the end so I, I like it i'm just not in love with it okay all right uh bradley um, following Brian on the, it's just kind of okay for me. I'm going to pick a uh, Captain Adam to talk about. Okay. Um, this, uh, Dr. Manhattan clone is, uh, a little bit different this time around. His backstory is very Dr. Manhattan-y, but, um, we get a, a little away from the Dr. Manhattan-ishness of it. Um, what I didn't like about it is it, it's kind of a standalone book. And at this point, 
I feel like in a in an introductory kind of like the, the he's not a mainstream character by any means. I I kind of wanted like a to get into a flow already for the book and to have like a separate standalone story, especially one where he like miniaturizes himself and removes a tumor from a kid's brain that was kind of Whoa! This Stormwatch. It was. It was like the the magic school bus. It was really weird. Um, or inner space. Kind of. Uh, my my brain went immediately to uh, to magic school bus. Like, oh look, these are the bad cells attacking <laughs> the good cells. Um, it was. It's just okay. Um, it's not really holding me. I'm gonna give it a third try, but uh, it's not really holding me to a uh, to commitment yet. Gotcha, um, Steve. What about you? Wonder Woman number two. Ooh, right, big oh, book, yeah. big yes, book. Yes, yes, uh, very good book for that matter. Um, my issues, not my issues, but my uh, my thing with the first issue was that I felt as a as a new reader of Wonder Woman, I felt that it wasn't the best issue to introduce the character. That it had a lot of good stuff going for it, but I just didn't feel the the Wonder Woman vibe. It was much more so about Zola, who is the girl um, pregnant with the the child of Zeus, mm-hmm. and uh, Wonder Woman is you know she has to protect her, so on and so forth. In the second issue, we actually get very early on uh, Hermes is talking to Zola and gives her uh, her Wonder Woman's backstory. So. For me, that was huge. That was mm-hmm. really cool. I I had no idea how she how she came to be, and uh, getting that backstory really helped me to get into the character and kind of set me up for where where we're going with this kind of stuff. Uh, really, really awesome villain is introduced. Um, actually, maybe two, and the story seems to be getting very um, like family affair kind of thing. Um, Lots of things come to light in this issue, and they set up a pretty great, um, like Wonder Woman verse. I don't want to say who it is because it's it's kind of a big deal for this book, but um, totally setting up some really great stuff. Lots of blood, lots of battles, lots of confusion, and we get to see Wonder Woman's home. So cool. another another clue into who she is and where she came from, and it's a. Uh, it's a really good way to set up the character. The, the pacing of them revealing what's going to go on in the story arc seems to be moving along quite nicely that I'm really much more satisfied. I'm very excited to read the third issue uh, after reading this one. It kind of smoothed over whatever issues I had with the first one, and now I'm really into it, so I enjoyed it. Nice. I'm looking forward to reading it. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta it's really good. It's a good holes. one. Um, it seems kind of like a Wonder Woman and the Olympians, the, the lightning thief. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? <laughs> a little bit. Did you read it, Brian? The number two? I didn't read. Uh, I didn't read number two. I wasn't doing backflips over the first one, so gotcha. I didn't read the second one. I'm no. with you. I'm with you. All right. Um, so I'll quickly. Um, Blue Beetle number two. Um, I forgot which, that one existed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I said last month or about last month's book that I thought it was a a pretty decent origin story. I liked the main character. Um, and I was interested to see where it went. Um, after reading this this issue, it's one of those weird situations where I really feel like it's a book that's not meant for me, that it's meant for a younger uh, person than I am in a lot of ways. There's a lot of 
um, I guess, cheesy lines in it. And um, I, I really don't dig the whole... The, when the Blue Beetle is a kind of... It's kind of like a symbiote uh, thing. The Scarab is like a symbiote. And um, it's talking to our lead character as we go through. And the lead character doesn't want to do things, but the symbiote's making it do things. And I'm just not a fan of stories where the character's choice is taken away. So it, it didn't really hit for me. It had some fun action in it, but um, it, it just didn't make me want to read the next issue. So uh, it went kind of from a wait and see to kind of a skip it uh, for me in in, in that way. Um, gotcha. I also did. I also read a uh, Bionic Man number three, which is uh, based. On, it's Kevin Smith book. It's based on his aborted screenplay for a Bionic Man movie. Um, I've reviews for all three of them up on the site, but. <laughs> This one in particular, I felt I had a problem with the first issue because it felt like the first scene in a movie, and that just it didn't feel whole to me. The second one I felt really good about. I thought it was it was funny and interesting and kind of moved the story along. And this third issue, I feel a lot like I felt about the first issue, which is I feel like it's a lot of treading water. It's a lot of Steve Austin's emotional journey to becoming this bionic man. I think is important, but there's a lot of other filler, I think, that I just don't need in a, a comic book series, maybe in a movie with it moving, you know, 15-minute scene to 15-minute scene to 15-minute scene. It would be different, but this, waiting a month in between these things to get people talking about, oh, should we make this guy into the Bionic Man? It's just to me, it's, we know he's going to become the Bionic Man. The name of the book is the Bionic Man. Mm-hmm. Let's just get to him becoming the Bionic Yeah, because you're not, you're not building a mystery here, like you're, it's we know what's going to happen, so you, let's just get there. Um, I think that the the dialogue is is very solid and the art is is beautiful. Uh, and I'm going to read issue four, but you know this was a definite buy it for me last time, and this time it's it's still a, it's but it's a very light buy it I think because I just um, I I have faith in where it's going to go because I really like Kevin Smith's comic writing. But um, this issue itself wasn't wasn't great to me, um, Brian. Yeah, I've got one left. Okay, and it is DC Universe presents Dead Man. All right. And my God, do I love this book! My God, my God, my God. So what you're telling me is they're doing an anthology where they're going to take a B-list DC <laughs> hero and talk about him for about three months. My God. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was I was way into the first issue, and what I loved the most about this is, you know, Boston Brand's a character that I've kind of known, you know, back in the day, but never really followed, and they get it. They get that people don't really know who Deadman is, and they're not only telling you stuff about his history, but the character himself is asking questions. You know, he's he doesn't take things at face value. He's like, what's going on? <laughs> help me figure this out and 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 he's calling people out you know th- that that he knows have more information than they're letting on and it's nice to kind of be in that same uh boat with with the protagonist now we want to know things he wants to know things let's get there together so uh and, th- and there's a great sense of humor about it too in this issue he um he does this thing he calls club hopping where he just keeps going from body to body to try and get to his destination before they figure out that he's possessed someone. Mm, okay, that's cool. It, it, it looks great on the page, and it's kind of hilarious. Awesome. 
That's a, that's nice. That's a, a surprise. Yeah. That's that's cool. I'm uh, and and, and uh, it's issue two, and we still have story left, so it's going to be at least a three issue arc. Right. 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 Yeah. Um, is it three issues per character? I thought it was. I don't. Like, I, I I don't know. It could, I thought it, it was could, like four or five. That's what I thought it was. Well, I hope it is because I, I I love it. But I, I did. I when I first heard the uh, the series was coming out, I thought they were going to all be one shots. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. But uh, more dead man, the happier I am. All right. Brad, that's, do you have my, any... that's my pull quote. <laughs> more dead man, the happier I am. Brad, do you have any more books this week? Oh, you have the yeah. You I have had more. a Nightwing. Oh, that's right. The jewel of my crown this week. I, I'm very excited um, to read it. It's so good. It's so good. It's if if every uh, third week of the month I get Nightwing this good, then then I'm down. Um, it's two really cool action sequences that bookmark the beginning and the end. With some really, really good character work in the middle, um, and both the fights have an emotional drive to them. Um, it was—it's just awesome. It's beautifully shot. Nightwing gets a little nooky in it. It's—it's it's just all good. It's all good. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. I super love it. Love Nightwing. Great. Um, on that note, um, I'm—I my last book is Supergirl, uh, number two. Um, and I, I, I really dug, um, uh, you know, book one and book two is really no different. Um, the whole book is basically a really awesome fight between Superman and Supergirl. And it's basically Supergirl basically kicking Superman's ass for 20 pages. Nice. Um, and, it, but the best thing about it is that it, the, the inner monologue writing for the character is so strong and so spot on um, you really care about about Kara, and you and you really care about what she's going through, which I, I think is, like I, I said this about last month, for a, a character I never cared about, the fact that I care about the character, I'm really into, and it's doing a very natural job of showing kind of the the evolution of her character and how she's learning things, and that she isn't she might be angry and might be scared, but she has empathy and she has compassion and. There's a lot of really interesting stuff going on, and the way it looks is amazing. It it, it looks like a painting. I mean, that's what it, lo- it has this very different style to it. That I mean, I could just look at the art for for days. So um, it's definitely a buy. Um, it's a really, really good book. Really good book. Um, so um, Bradley, you said you were you were reading a couple other uh, non assigned books, right? Unassigned. I did a little extracurricular activities okay. this week. <laughs> Um, uh, the release of, of Batman Arkham City, um, inspired me to go back and read the, what I had heard were very good. Um, there's, uh, two series. There was a print series of, uh, five different books leading up to, uh, it, it fills in the, the, between Arkham Asylum and Arkham City, the, the oh, story. Okay. Cool. Um, and that was really cool. It's I it's wish like I a about str- that. <laughs> it's like a straightforward like five issue Batman mystery, like putting the pieces who Doctor Strange is, like how he was able to to flee Arkham Asylum and then come back and and create Arkham City. Um, there's I think it's issue two. I want to say you get a really cool like totally off kilter for the rest of the series book 
uh, and like I hesitate to give stuff away, but it's kind of like fa- spoiler alert. Steve no. doesn't want you to give it away. No, don't. I won't give it away. I won't give it away. <laughs> Please but you don't. You get a really cool like disguise um, issue where um, you see like the penguin and you see the Joker. It's really cool. Really cool stuff. Nice. Okay. Um, and then uh, there's the digital series is um, seven shorter by two pages each issue. Um, and they're each one-off characters, like kind of side characters, and they fall into place within the five issues from the print series. Oh, nice. Um, so, like, one was a Robin story, and one was a Catwoman story, and um, you got a Freeze story, and um, the, the Robin story I really liked. Um, it shows, like, how he has his own entrance into Arkham City. Which is kind of cool, because I've already gotten past the point where you meet Robin in the city in the game. So Spoiler cool alert. To... Well, there's no spo- You know Robin's in the game. Everybody knows Robin's in the game. I didn't know. I didn't know he was. In, I didn't know he was in the proper game. I just knew he was in the challenge maps. Well, you don't play him. I him. I know you don't, but I didn't want to know that. Thank you. I'm sorry. Sorry, <laughs> Robin's in the game. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> Uh, but it was cool. What what I thought was was coolest about the books is seeing these settings that you have a, a geographic knowledge of if you're playing the game. Mm-hmm. So it was cool to see like the old police station building in the background of these panels when you're like, oh, I have flown around there before and spent mm-hmm. 20 minutes trying to break into it. And, <laughs> trying you know, to find that side entrance near the water. Exactly. <laughs> Like, some really cool stuff, though. And the art is amazing. It's some of, like, the coolest art for for the villains, especially, that I've ever seen. Cool. Um, and w- what I find generally in these, like, spinoff kind of books is, is kind of subpar storytelling, subpar art. And, and this goes, like, full balls out all the way, like, genuine series. Really cool. It was worth the read. Um, the web series, I think, is... 99 cents each um, issue. Oh, cool. So, you know, for seven bucks, you're getting like, you know... Seven uh, issues? What? No, but you're getting... Yes, you're getting seven <laughs> issues, asswipe. But you're... You're also getting like... I don't, I don't know what it is. Are the getting, Arkham City comics still available to purchase? I think so. You mean like the physical comics? Yeah, like did I miss them? Yeah, or? no, I think, I think there's actually a... Like a trade out already. Sweet. There might be, yeah, yeah. and it, they were released throughout the summer. Yeah, so I think there's a trade out already. I had no idea that this existed. Yeah, I'm very disappointed in myself. Yeah, w- worth the read, definitely, definitely. Well, it's awesome you say that because I knew they existed, but like you said, I'm used to like video game spinoff stuff not being at the highest quality being or really cheap or being just so middling that it's like okay, I might love the game and I'll get something out of it because I love the game or love the story already. The fact that they're so good on their own, I'm definitely gonna pick them up now. Yeah, so that's. I mean, the, IGN highly recommended them, and, and reading the detailed review, I was like, all right, I can give them a look at, and they were definitely worth definitely worth the read. Oh, awesome. That's great. Um, so let's close out our discussion of the books with uh, the biggest book that came out this week, a book we all read, uh, Justice League number 2, written by Jeff Johns and drawn by Jim Lee. Um, Brian, what do you think of Justice League number 2? I'm looking at the... Superman splash page like three pages in right now and yes. I don't even, wa- even want to talk. I have, I have nothing to say. It's so awesome. Um, I was a big fan of, of uh, issue number one. I think that everything in this book is awesome. 
uh, except for the Star Lab stuff, I wasn't in love with that. Mm-hmm, uh, right. It, it just kind of, I, th- I, th- I thought it dragged, but <clears throat> all the <clears throat> back and forth between uh, Bruce, Barry, Hal, and Clark, uh, I thought was excellent. I like that they're still kind of getting to know each other. It doesn't quite make sense how some of them have past relationships mm-hmm. and some of them don't. Um, but I know it's early yet, and we're gonna, and we're going to learn more about that, and I'm sure it will all make much more sense as it goes along. But the banter is fantastic, and Jim Lee's art is it's like it's like he's at the top of his game, and, and you know it's 20 years later, and he, it, it, it's, right. it's it's so good. Um, I really don't have any issues with how it looks, and uh, I think there's I think there was one bit of dialogue that bothered me, and that was about it. Okay. I'm trying. I'm trying to find it. You, so, uh, so big, big win for you then. Big win for me. Uh, Steve, what about you? Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. I I enjoyed certain aspects of it. I have a little bit of. I don't. I I'm trying to process the the book having all of these heroes in one spot. Um, again, never read uh, any Justice League or any kind of situation where all of these major heroes are all together trying to work with one another. I really love the art. I really love the um, the banter between all of the characters. Though the only thing that I noticed when I was reading it again for a second time tonight, and I, I'm not really quite sure how I how much I want to stick to this, but Batman of all the Batman stuff that I've been reading lately mm-hmm. in this particular series, he just doesn't seem very Batman to me. I don't know if it's because he's not in the spotlight or because there's just so much going on that there's not room for him to do his regular Batman thing. Like, what do you mean? Well, uh, like I said, it's really hard for me to put my finger well, on it. But Bobby, I mean, like, you, not you, figuring you, things out. Well, yeah, you, sorry, you, put, you put your finger on it after I'd, we'd read the book on Wednesday. Oh, said, well, yeah. Well, I said that the funny thing was we have we have like this battle right between you know Superman is there and Green Lantern's like I'm gonna call my friend and the, and then the Flash comes. Um, and everyone's fighting, and Batman is like the voice of reason among everybody else. He's kind of like, guys, settle down, you know? Which I think is very different than when you're used to seeing, especially when him and Clark get in proximity with each other. There's usually a lot of fire happening, especially for Batman. You know, he gets very frustrated with with Superman in in, in a lot of instances. But I think think what what you're talking about more is the whole... He's not doing Batman like things right now. Like he's not figuring stuff out. He's not right. You know, and that's because there's nothing for him to figure out right now. You know, he's we're just we're still going through the uh, the assembling of the team. And what you're saying is part of my. I really like the book, but oh, I I love it. I just I think that I'm as a reader, as a first time reader, that I'm still getting used to the idea of portioning out every, everybody's time right yeah and not being like i'm not used to batman not being in charge or not being in the spotlight right or being alone for that matter like, he's usually alone i mean he, he yeah. has sidekicks and stuff yeah. but you know this is the first time where i've seen him where there are other people that are more powerful than him mm-hmm. are more influential than him and they <laughs> all have to share the page right so, like I said, it's hard for me to put my finger on. I'm just, I'm not used to it. Right. But there are well, so... Well, he's also in daylight, right, in, in these books, yeah. which you don't really ever see. You yeah. know, Batman operates from the shadows detecting things. And, yeah. Right. You know, I can see why you would have some issue with that. Um, But getting back to my thoughts on the book real quick, I just, the 
this the page that you mentioned, Brian, the two the two panel page of Superman and Batman and Green Lantern together. I mean, I I also stopped at that page and was just like, oh my god, I love right. this. Um, there's one thing in particular that every time I look at it, I crack up, and I'm I'm afraid of a little bit of spoilers here. But there's a there's a little battle moment between the Flash and Superman. Where uh, Flash the, gets the real finger? cocky, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Superman kind of is like trying to catch him. He's like, "Ah, oh, you can't catch me!" And <laughs> Superman throws a punch; it misses by like uh, just a finger length, and then he decides to follow that up by just merely flicking right. the Flash, like you would in like in grade school. You'd flick yeah. the back of somebody's ear that sits in front of you in class, and he just, you know, pink, and just he flies, yeah. Through like walls, and I just I cracked up. I thought it was so funny. Well, it's right. also it's also set up with, "Don't bother trying to catch me, Superman. <laughs> I've never been touched. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like ever. Right? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I like. I, there's less of I like about the book. I like the interaction, especially between the Flash and Superman. I like seeing that the Flash is faster than Superman. You know, and the only thing that the thing that ruins the Flash there is his cockiness. He's not looking for the other. You know the other blow coming from from Superman. Um, my main problem with the book is that I just, while the first book felt like it was heavy on character moments and light on plot development, it it feels like the opposite in this. It feels like all plot and no character to me in a lot of ways, except for snarkiness, which I love. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like they're not really struck the balance yet. And also, Batman does get short change because Batman isn't able to do his thing right now he, he you know his thing is figuring out how to beat people in a kind of a surgical manner and right now it's kind of all flying at him in a very fast pace and he gets kind of pushed to the side because it, it right on that baseline without any kind of prior knowledge of the flash or the green lantern or superman he can't do anything other than use his smarts and, and kind of his diplomatic ability to kind of calm things down um brad what do you think of the book um i felt fairly similar to you um what i thought was was very interesting was some of the the changes in their personalities that I don't know maybe that I had gotten used to over the years like you don't like you had been saying earlier you don't often see Batman being like the like the Switzerland of the group right. certainly um also Green Lantern isn't usually the snarkiest of all of them it's usually the Flash that is more snarky and you kind of get a Flash that is a little bit more like reserved in personality except for that moment where you know he allows himself some excitement when he's zipping around Superman right um but you get like you know, you you see the flash like in his his persona you know as a cop and he he's kind of like you know nervous and and twitchy and stuff like that and <laughs> what what I liked about this series you, you get little bits of character but they're they're very different and it you know, it's still the Flash. You know, the Flash still looks like the Flash, and he's still zooming around. Um, but I like these like subtle differences in character because it's keeping me interested in this new iteration mm-hmm. of of Justice League. Um, just to go back to, the, I think it's some of the best art of all of the Fifty Two mm-hmm. in terms of like action, literally like jumping out at you. And you know, it's a very dynamic looking book. Um, I, 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 but I'm right there with you. I liked one much more than two. Um, not that I didn't like two, because I, I, I super liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm looking forward to three. I, I want a little bit more. 
right out of Justice League. I'm just looking for them to just being together, you know, because like, um, for me also, we're not really getting any origin stories here. That's all like we're just finding them existing in the world. Um, except for I, I am interested in the cyborg stuff. Like I, I'm interested that we're seeing at least there's one origin story we're seeing. We're seeing one character become the character he's going to be. Um, and that's interesting to me. Um, I'm looking forward to Wonder Woman joining the fray in the next issue. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's good. It's just, I think it's partly expectation, and it's my fault. Like it's, it's two of the the kind of biggest people at the company and two of the most talented people at the company. And I feel like Jim Lee's art is holding up his end of the bargain completely. But I feel like Jeff Johns' writing is necessarily exactly where I want it to be. Um, so that's kind of my thing about Justice League um, number two. Um, so let's move on real quick. That's done with our books. Um, let's move on to The Walking Dead, which aired last night, episode two of season two. Uh, Bradley, do you want to lead us in a discussion about that? Um, sure. Um, first of all, did everybody see it? I did yes. not. So Brian hasn't seen it, so we won't go into any like major uh, plot spoilers or anything. We'll stay out of crazy plot spoiler territory. Um, if you had maybe taken a gander at my review, um, I had alluded a couple of times that it's felt a little lostish to me, especially this this last episode. Okay. Um, particularly in the um, uh, Rita's character, um, and uh, just him kind of like being a little bit more of like a Sawyerish kind of leader, and also with the blood transfusion, kind of seemed a little like I don't know. It just emotionally for me, I I was remembering Jack feeding Boone his his blood and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, a lot of good character stuff. I thought it kind of, like, took a little too much. I'm kind of over the whole them on the highway thing. Right. <laughs> uh, just a little bit. Like, and I know it's only been, like, two and a half hours into the season, but when you know we're only going to get th- 13 hours total. And maybe it's part of me still remembering you know, the six-hour first season, like, I, I'm just scared we're going to spend too much time in one place and get kind of nowhere over the course of the season. Right. Um, but that said, I think there was some really good um, character stuff. Oh, the only other negative thing I wanted to say was that I, I, I wish the Sophia thing, I feel like either we don't give a shit anymore about uh, this girl that's missing um, or she just kind of got pushed to hopefully episode three because I want that resolved and it's not right. Resolved yet. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that front. Um, my opinion, I really liked it too. Um, I did like the character aspect of it. Um, though this episode feels to me a lot like my problems I had with the first season, which is great to me, great pilot, great first episode, sent us on our way, and then we kind of just stop in one place for a little while, you know, and I, um, I feel like the end of, to me, the end of the episode feels like it should be like the middle of the episode. Right. You know, it feels like it's, it's, um, artificially laid out so that we're seeing them, like when we see them at the end of that episode, like where they're getting stuck, they should have, that should have been concurrently with what was happening the rest of the episode. Right. You know, cause it, it didn't take like how a- long were the girls walking through the woods? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. There's yeah. something there where I feel like they're kind of cheating it a little bit, um, and that last scene is really good. And yeah. um, I really kind of like, for the first time, I really kind of like Shane now. Like, I, I was never really a big fan of his. Um, you're not supposed to be, really, for a lot of it. You know, he's, he, he does some kind of despicable things. Um, but I, I'm starting to really like him. And I liked that whole scene and I thought it was good. But 
I, I just felt like it was a little bit too little too late as far as the layout of the episode. And um, But Steve, what about you? I enjoyed it. Um, listening to you guys talk about it kind of makes me reevaluate the way that I feel about it. Um, I definitely, I agree with Brad that I was getting kind of a lost vibe from this episode. Um, the the splitting of the groups uh, kind of, I was like, I mentioned to my wife, I was like, oh, I was like, look, now this show has has the others. <laughs> right. And, um, you know, I the thing that I, I, I did enjoy about it, I know you said that the pacing, like we had like a really great first episode and then we all just kind of stopped. Mm-hmm. And I do agree with that. But I also kind of one thing that I do like about it is that it reminds the viewers that this is a show that's about the characters and that the zombies really are there just to push the the story along. They're they're an ocean of MacGuffins. They are. That's true, if if you will. And um, I don't know. I I the the farmhouse was one of my favorite parts of reading the books. So I really hope that it's going to play out well. Uh, I like the new characters. I love um, who they cast as, uh, I believe it's Maggie. Yeah. Okay. The, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, whatever. Uh, yeah, she, she's going she's gonna to be real important, and I, I think that they, they did a fine job with that. Um, I do want a little bit more from the show. I do feel that it, it kind of slowed down and the staying on the highway and whatnot. And the, the pacing did feel a little weird that one moment we see them walking in the woods, they're looking for the girl. I'm not going to get into spoilers, but it was like, kind of like it's felt, I felt like they, they called the search off quite early. <laughs> yes, they did. It was and, very, still very light out. When they and yeah. The and, they're, and they're like, let's head back. And the mother, who's been in hysterics ever yeah. since her daughter has gone missing, doesn't say a word. Yeah, like, yeah doesn't right. turn right. around and be like, you know, um, I have a problem with <laughs> yeah. that. You know, it's like two p.m. <laughs> yeah. What's going on? And then we switch over to to Shane and Otis, and then we go back to the other group. Yeah, and they're just they're back on the highway. Yeah. They're like, whoa, what happened? Oh, my God. You know, oh, there was an accident, blah, blah, blah. And it's just, you know, like, how far did they go that they had to call it off and go back? And it seems like all they had to do was, like, cross a riverbed and they were back onto the highway. Yeah. And, like, how much did they really look that day? Yeah, I know. That's, yeah, I I agree with you. Yeah, and I do do want them to wrap up the, uh, the whole thing with her missing because there's... You know, there's some really, really great stuff between her and uh, was it Alan is the the son. Was yes, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some really, really great relationship moments uh, later between between the two of them, and I'm really hoping that they get her back onto the show and they start to, uh, you know, put them together as friends and as the two children kind of banding together and being afraid together, but also learning to cope with the whole situation as the youngest parts of the group. I would really like for them to explore that because I think that the the boy that they've chosen as Alan, I think he's good Wait, enough. Do you, do you mean Rick's son? Carl. 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 Yeah, Carl. I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry. There's a lot of names in that show. Yes, there's a lot of characters <laughs> in that yeah. show. So um, I'm looking forward to that. I mm. really want to see if the kids that they've that they've cast can handle that type of stuff with you know on screen and uh i think if they can i think it'll really lend to their characters and it'll be good right 
Um, and when, when I was thinking of being stuck in one place, I don't necessarily want there to be constant zombie like threat all the time. But I felt like there was the conflict in the episode just wasn't very interesting to me in a lot of ways. You know, there was no not even like human conflict. Like I don't care that what's her name Andrea is that her name is has an attitude with the, the you know the, the older guy. Like I it just like that conflict doesn't do anything for me. So I wanted something more like hitting. And while the end of the first episode was like boom oh my god next week I can't wait. This week was like oh this okay they're stuck in this place and we'll see what happens. But I think they're gonna be okay. You know, that's kind of what I came off with it as. Of course they will be. You know, but I, I did like the episode because the acting, for the most part, is so uniformly excellent that it gets me through a lot of those things I don't necessarily love. And uh, you were saying before that Shane was a character that you, you haven't really felt much love for. Um, I felt the same way about Lori. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she is, like, fan-freaking-tastic mm-hmm. in the prologue of the episode. In fact, I thought the prologue was maybe the best like single chunk of the show like period this this last episode right um i thought she was great and i think that the the mirroring of that scene with the mirroring that happens in the farmhouse later on with the with rick and Lori was just like super spot on great acting mm-hmm. the, the both of them um I, I i dug her a lot and i kind of hate her normally right gotcha <laughs> so so i dug it yeah all right, so uh, that's Walking Dead episode two. Um, we have one more thing to cover, and that is Batman Arkham City. Yeah. Um, so me, uh, Steve, and Brad have all been playing it, correct? Indeed. Yes. We're all various times into it. So just so everybody knows before, uh, we're going to keep away from any kind of really plot details. This is going to be kind of general impressions of the game. Um, so don't worry about spoilers. Um, you know, except the fact that Robin's in the game. So Robin's in the game. Wah, wah. <laughs> Uh, but other than that, uh, we don't really talk about plot, you know, plot details. Just more about how we feel about the game, gameplay, uh, how it looks, stuff like that. Um, so, Steve, why don't you start out? I love it. Um, okay, Brad. No, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's honestly, it's it's a huge step up, I think, from uh, Arkham Asylum. I find it to be uh, a much more well put together game. There are moments in it where I, I'm literally just a smile plastered across my face, leaping up in my chair, and just like, I am Batman. Um, let's just, let, me, let me just paint you a picture. I really want to see that. I really let, me, see. let me paint you I a picture. Okay. you're literally plastering something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the other day, I'm playing the game, and I'm, I'm in a boss battle. I won't say who it is. But in a traditional Batman game style... It's Spider-Man, isn't it? It's Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, they send, like, droves of enemies out at you. I completed a 67-hit combo nonstop. It was glorious, okay? Just backfisting, breaking people's arms, throwing batarangs. Yeah. <laughs> Flip, what? What's wrong with that? Bat-fisting. 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 Yeah. yeah. All right, so bat-fisting people in the face, breaking arms, throwing people into walls... Um, I've played a lot of video games. I've played a lot of fighting games and the stuff that they've achieved with this game combat wise is nothing short of amazing. All the different variations in the combat and the atmosphere and the landscapes all play into the way that the characters move, the way they react to the environments. 
Um, if you're near a staircase with a railing, Batman will take the back of somebody's head and smash their face <laughs> into the railing. Um, I had a situation where I was backed up against uh, a wall. I was in an alleyway, and I had three characters coming after me. I grabbed two of the characters after they swung at me. I grabbed both of them, smashed their heads together, grabbed the guy behind them, hucked him into a wall. The two guys got up. I beat the crap out of them. And before I was done, I came in with a flying kick and, like, broke this guy's neck in six different (laughs) locations, okay? And it's just the... the Arkham City itself is so alive, even though there aren't cars and, and pedestrians and people milling around. Just the the atmosphere, the night, everything about the city is so spot on. It's right out of the Batman comics. Mm-hmm. It's right out of the movies. It's right out of everything that you've ever known about Batman. It is Gotham. Uh, what real quick, just what I would like to see if I could put in a little thing about the third game, because obviously they're going to make one. Right. Yeah. I would love to see the next one be called Batman Gotham City. And instead of having him be confined to an Arkham thing, everyone gets out and they're all across the city and you have to deal with saving pedestrians. Not too many side missions of of doing this, but I want to see more life. Uh, inside of the city Mm -hmm. and more consequences to your actions of destroying landscapes and blowing stuff up and going after people that you actually have to be careful about how Mm -hmm. you go about it. Right. So, um, I mean, but as far as what I've played of the game, absolutely fantastic. When I'm not playing Dark Souls, I'm playing Batman. (laughs) So, um, I don't know. I it's it's wonderful. I can't wait to get to the end of it and have a a full review. So uh, cool, Bobby. Oh, um, so I agree with a lot of what you're saying. Um, I uh, I really dug Arkham Asylum, and I'm really digging this. The combat system is uh, it, somehow they've managed to make the kind of most basic video game thing, which is a brawler, into something very very interesting. I don't want to, you, sp- you said you were very um, eloquent about the combat. I don't want to talk about it too much. I'll repeat what you're saying. But the first time I'm, I'm, I'm you know, razzing a bunch of thugs and I, I see a guy over in the corner. He picks up a box, right? And he's going to throw it at me. And I'm like, and my little, you know, bat signal, a little bat sense spidey goes sense, off. My spice sense style. goes off. And I, I'm like, hit Y. And I hit Y. And Batman turns around the last second, catches the box and throws it back at the guy and hits him in the head and knocks him down. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> I have not seen... That's... Wait, real quick. I don't mean to interrupt you, but the th- thing about the combat that excites me so much is that I am still seeing... I've played the game for several hours. I'm more than halfway th- done, and I'm still seeing new animations when I'm fighting characters. Still, after mm-hmm. all the yeah. hours that I've put into this and how many different times I've gone after people in this game that you just told me something that I've never seen. Right, yeah. There are things that happen in this game that it all depends on circumstance. Mm-hmm. So it's awesome. It is pretty awesome. Brad, what do you think? Um, well, I do want to talk about con- uh, combat, but I think you guys have covered all the, the Batman combat that need to be covered. Um, right. I think the what's really cool is playing it as Catwoman, mm-hmm. that the combat not only feels very similar and and approachable, but also so very different. Yeah. And um, and uh, not easier, 
but she whoops some ass. She does. Maybe a little bit more than Batman. And one of the things that now makes slightly more sense, having read the the comic books or whatever, um, and this this is not a spoiler by any stretch of the imagination. But well, you thought the Robin the, thing wasn't a spoiler either. <laughs> no, in in the books, this is something that's oh, okay. explained in the book. Okay. The comic book, the the tiger troops are are trained to fight Batman, but they're not trained to fight Catwoman. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Um, which which kind of makes sense in that Catwoman just like wallops on these guys, right? Yeah. Uh, and it, it's not that she's more powerful because her attacks are not you know so much more powerful than Batman's, but the the finesse and the I, I think some of her stealth stuff is a little more um, interesting and a little more exciting. Um, I, I really like playing as her, and I didn't think I was going to like playing as her at all. Uh, I thought it was going to be a distraction. I actually have two issues uh, with the Catwoman character, if I may. You may. I may. Um, you may not. My, uh, t- they're very small gripes, but I, I, I do find myself complaining about it when I'm playing the game. Um, I do not like the colorization of her like detective mode that like purple pink thief mode it's not thief mode mode. what thank you bobby thank you for correcting (laughs) me um i don't like it i don't it's hard to see for me i have a very nice television so i shouldn't have any issues with it but i find batman's detective mode or her her thief what is it thief mode thief mode yeah thief mode or thief vision i don't know i would i don't know i just i would have liked the coloring to be a little different it's a little bit hard on my eyes very small gripe and whatever and all my other one is when you're traversing the rooftops as Catwoman or you're trying to get around Arkham as Catwoman, I find it much, much harder to find a spot where you can latch on with her uh, with her whip mm-hmm. to pull you onto the buildings. When I'm Batman, I mean, sometimes you're gliding and it's a little hard, but eventually you find a, a spot and you zip and you go and you do whatever. With Catwoman, I'm constantly jumping off of buildings with like a leap of faith and being like, oh, you know, well, when I jump, eventually I'll see the reticle and I'll grab the, the building and I'll go. And sometimes it doesn't happen. And I land, you know, really hard on the ground. It doesn't take any energy away. Right. But I'm just like, that would kind of incapacitate her for a little while. <laughs> And I just thought it was kind of strange that they didn't balance that out. She can climb walls a lot easier than Batman does. She, she can. can, but that's also a little rickety because they um, they judge how yeah, well yeah. you climb the walls. You get good, great, or whatever, that if you don't press it exactly when it needs to be, it kind of stutters a little bit, and you don't climb them as... It's not as fluent as I would like it to be. It's It seems very... Like, stop and go with her. Only sometimes. Not all the time. But I just... With Batman, it's such a... You're soaring over Gotham. With Catwoman, I know she's a different character. But you really have to go kind of, like, precariously over these things. Right. And sometimes I just want to go. Right, but I think that's a little more to her character, though. She's not as strong. I think you're sexist, Steven. (laughs) You hear the way I talk about Catwoman, man? He does love Catwoman. As a sex object. (laughs) <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong That's with all that. She, it's all she's good for. Yeah. It's just the... Have you all heard this fake, like this faux controversy about how like all the thugs in the game call her a bitch? They, they go, uh, oh, what uh, a bitch! The- and, then, and then people are complaining that the game is sexist because no one calls Batman a bitch. I did not hear well, that. All the thugs, any female character or any woman that's ever discussed or talked about is a bitch. Yeah, but they're the bad guys. <laughs> so, it's true. But, um... 
Oh, so, so we talked about combat. I think we all love it. Um, is Brian still with us? Yeah, Brian hasn't I, played the game. I, I can't talk. Uh, yeah. Oh, I feel so bad. <laughs> uh, the voice acting in the game is also superb. Um, I've said this to Brian actually before, but I said that if Kevin Conroy could always voice Batman, I would be a very, very happy man. Even if, even if in the Chris Nolan movies, when Christian Bale put on the, the cowl, just Kevin Conroy's voice came out of his mouth. It would, it would make me happy because instead of this, yeah, Would you like to get lunch today? You're gonna love me, <laughs> Alfred. Did, uh, quick question for everybody that's played the game, not for you, Brian. Um, did anybody have? I've heard uh, rumblings about people having issues with the way that Harley Quinn looks. Anyone have issue? I think she that's looks how amazing. She, that's how she looks. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have, I don't, I don't know. Like that's how she looked. Oh, I, looked I, I thought she, I did think she was designed. I liked her design more in the first game. Okay. Um, just in that it was a little more traditional Harley Quinn. You know, she had like, <coughs> she had Harlequins built into her costume. She, th- there's not like much kind of anchoring her to like her normal Harley Quinn look. Well, the colors in are the same. Opinion, the colors are the same. She's got like the black and red on. It almost looks steampunk. Yeah, it looks like steampunk Harley Quinn. Yeah. yeah. It's all the rage. Um and Mark Hamill is great as the Joker. Last time. Well, that's they said, yeah, but who knows? Yeah, they said that at the end of Arkham. Until City, the money train comes too. rolling in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and he's great in it too. Um I'm not that far into the story, but what I've gotten so far is great. And I've just kind of scratched the surface of the Riddler stuff. But um the kind of expanded Riddler inclusion in the game. Well, I haven't gotten through it yet. I'm really excited about it. Like when you know, we've all you go on the, like the first, you go back to the church, right? And and the the cops are missing. Um, yes, you get like that big projection of him talking to you, and I'm like, that's so cool. And like, I like it because <coughs> I wasn't the kind of person who I'm not the kind of person who usually gets all of the things. Like I'm not, I don't have like that compulsion to try to get all the Riddler trophies and all the other stuff. I do with this game. Um, I am. Something like I'm Infamous, I can't be bothered, but with this, I'll do it. But the fact that they said that the only way you can get to, you can actually physically take on the Riddler is if you get all the trophies is pretty enticing to me. Well, one thing that I, I really enjoy about the trophy aspect this time around is that you actually, like, as opposed to the other ones where you just found them in the first one, you actually have to find figure out a puzzle and mm. some of them are not easy. No. You know, you got to throw the batarang through an air vent. Okay, listen, I spent fucking 30 minutes. Whoa, he cursed trying to get, this. get that batarang through that vent into like the second. There's one where you have to get into through, straight through a vent yeah. and then turn it through yeah, a vent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I spent like 30 minutes trying oh, to get that done. I, I, I couldn't s- do it. I just gave up. I just walked away. I spent an hour on the AR mission Advanced, yeah, three. advanced three. That was killing me. One and four it was are killing, killing me. me. Oh, for an hour, all I heard was AR mission activated. <laughs> AR mission yep. failed, and I was just like, "Oh!" It was so you awful. Talking. I started transforming. <laughs> it was. It. I mean, I. I. I loved it because I love a challenge, but not like that yeah. because I felt like there was something that they weren't telling me that mm-hmm. I wasn't doing right. Like I. Right. You didn't tell me how to glide properly. Right. To you know to well, not he always. He doesn't always glide the exact same way. You no, can but jump off the building the same way, and you'll yeah you'll like, float like a little lower or right. a little higher every time. But yeah. I watched like I cheated. I watched. I, I looked at somebody on YouTube to do this one right because I just said there's no way. And they're gliding along, and his feet 
are like, you know, they're cutting through the water ever so gently. And he's just, you know, la 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 through the through the, <laughs> the sewer. And every time that I try to glide, I either pull up too hard or something happens where I fly into the grate. And I'm just like, how do they do it? So. I feel your pain on those. Yeah. <laughs> but I did, I did get them all done. I had a friend come over and finish them for me. <laughs> Oh yeah, but um, it's great. I mean, it's engrossing and fun, and the combat is—it's so cool to know. Like, I, I love—you know—you see a bunch of thugs together, and you put your detective vision on. And you're like, oh, uh, well, if they—if they don't have any guns, it's just I'm just gonna drop down and destroy all of them. <laughs> but if they have guns, I love the—the the kind of almost—it's almost, almost like a puzzle. It's almost like an action puzzle where you're—you're you're figuring out where can I go do this, what what this arm techniques am I gonna use, and I, I just think it—you feel like. Goddamn Batman. You feel like Batman. Yeah, yeah, you really feel like Batman. I told you. And I <laughs> felt like I was Batman in the first game. Yeah. And didn't didn't think I didn't feel like Batman until I read all these reviews, like, this time around for Arkham City, uh-huh. telling me that, no, I didn't really feel like Batman <laughs> in the first game. It's true. But it, it, the, the addition of the jumping on rooftops factor and, like, spying on thugs from, like, you know, 25, 30 stories up. Yeah. Like... It like completed the I feel like Batman now right, yeah. puzzle. I also love where you can you can stop anywhere in the game on any of the rooftops and just kind of pan the camera around and you'll get mm-hmm. just like an awesome, awesome shot of Batman with his cape blowing in the wind whenever he's on his little bat cowl intercom mm-hmm. and he's talking and I kind of just, you know, move the camera around and see where I am. Mm-hmm. I'm just dumbfounded at, at how far we've come in this video game medium that we're you know, stuff like Atari Mm -hmm. that now we have, we were able to take the world of Batman and the Gotham City and put it digitally into your your television Mm -hmm. and you get to be, you are Batman. Yeah. You got all the gadgets, you can whoop ass like there's no tomorrow. Yeah. All the villains are there, even ones you didn't expect show up. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's fantastic. It's for anybody, for any Batman fan, it's a dream come true. I love it. Yeah. Any Batman, any been a, it's a, just a great video game it's a great also a great story it's a great it's a great comic book story too so it definitely it's definitely a must get and also one other uh thing i'd like to throw out there real quick is uh anybody who felt that you kind of sat in detective mode the whole first game i am happy to report that that is not the case with this game mm-hmm. um i am always going back and forth between detective mode and and not detective mode yeah um, whereas in the first game, I, I did sit in detective mode for like huge stretches of the first game. Yeah. I feel like too, cause they kind of, in a way, gimped detective mode just a little bit in this where they took away a lot of your HUD now when you go into detective mode. So it's not as easy yeah. just to sit in detective mode, which I like, you know, right. you can't use it as much as a crutch. And I do, the other thing about combat, which we didn't say was the inclusion of being able to like kind of hotkey all of like the, the, uh, offensive bat gadgets. So you yeah. can quick throw a battering during combat. You can, you know, you can, you have that electricity gun that makes them like go crazy and shoot all over the place. All the way you can now quickly use those gadgets because that was one thing in Arkham Asylum. If you wanted to use a gadget in combat, it was very detrimental to you because you like you had to like switch the gadget, do this, you know, and you don't have to do that anymore. Which I think that's it makes it even to the next level. But yeah, um, great game, awesome game. I could talk about it for like another. Yeah, half me too. Hour. <laughs> me too. So let's 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 cut it off now, though. Um, Brian. Yes. <laughs> Still with us, buddy? Just, it's Arkham City. <laughs> it's Arkham City, and I can't play it. Arkham City. Sorry. He's going to keep going. 
I'm, I'm, all, I'm out. Okay. Um, do you want to tell the folks at home where they can get in touch with us? I can. Talkingcomicbooks.com is the website, the blog, where we put up our reviews of all of our books. Most of the time, we're just uh, truncating that on the air. We have more verbose versions of what we think on the web. And uh, there's also books that we don't talk about on the show that will, will be there as well and some user uh, reader con- contributions on top of that. Talking Comics, at Talking Comics, is the Twitter where we do much more real-time sort of uh, interaction with you guys. But you can also email us at info at talkingcomicbooks.com. That's where if you have any sort of uh, questions, comments, concerns, uh, your reviews, your thoughts, hey, maybe we should be reading this book, maybe we should be looking at this game, uh, please let us know. And uh, the, sh- the podcast, you're listening to it, it's the comic book podcast. Um, forgive me, I'm a little under the weather. But it's available on the website. Uh, we do put it up on the Talking Comic Book site every week. But it's also available on iTunes or uh, the Zune Marketplace, wherever you get podcasts, you can grab it there. And please uh, review us, rate us. It helps us uh, get the show out to more people. Um, I know you. I know I do this with with the shows I listen to. Go, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not doing that. Someone else, someone else will do that. Yeah. What? Are you guys talking about me? What? No, keep going. Okay. No one's talking at all. <laughs> I thought, I Brian's some... paranoid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, no, I, I often think, uh, I'm not going to send an email. Uh, I'm not going to rate them. I'm not going to write a review because someone else will do it. It's not true. <laughs> Nobody will do it unless you do it. So we really appreciate um, all the feedback and uh, just please keep it coming. Yeah, thank you very much. Also, thank you to JC Tracy for the theme song. Um, that starts off the show. He also did the theme song for our other show, uh, Doctor Who Cast. So he's awesome. Um, and if any love for him, just let us know and we'll pass it along. Um, also, we did get two emails this week from listeners. Um, we're running a little bit long, so we're going to have to postpone them till next week. But we did get your emails and we appreciate them and we will talk about them on next week's show. Um, does, anybody, does anybody have anything else to add before we wrap this up? Did anybody win the contest last week? No, no one's won the contest yet. We're still waiting for entrance. That's a good... Thank you, Brad. Thank you for reminding me. Sinestro's... Um, uh, Sinestro score... I can't speak. Sinestro skin for Batman Arkham City. Um, we have one for the PS3 copy of the game. If you'd like that, just email us at info at talkingcomics.com and tell us you just tell us your favor of the new 52. Um, we'll pick uh, our favorite answer at uh, random... That's two things that don't make sense together. Favorite answer at random. (laughs) We'll pick an answer at random, and that person will win uh, a free um, Sinestro skin for Batman Arkham City. All right, so that is it for the Conk Book Podcast this week. So, for Brian. Goodbye. Bradley. Hasta luego. And Steve. Excelsior. We'll see you at the next issue.